everyone. This is Chris and Sandy here with the Metro Buzz. We're bringing leaders of Middle Tennessee on to try to talk about the inspiring things that they're doing. And today we're excited that, that we have Andy Gillen coming on, who's from Caring Senior Service of Nashville. And we're excited to talk a little bit about what he does and what this bike ride that, that they're yeah. doing is all about and just see where this goes. So, Andy, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. How are you guys doing this morning? Doing, oh, great. doing great. And yourself? Great. Good, good. So I always like to start all of my shows right now the same because because one issue is is really affected everybody almost equally. Mm -hmm. How has COVID affected y'all and what are you kind of doing to kind of maneuver through this new era? Well, it's been interesting. You know, what we do is we do what they, what's called personal assistance service. So we provide oh. caregivers into seniors homes to help them with their activities of daily living. And so that could be anything from from laundry to med reminders to, um, you know, to, to doing uh, housekeeping, um, you know, just taking them on errands, visiting with them and taking them to doctor's appointments, all those kind of things. And so what COVID, what COVID has done is, um, you know, we've we've done OK through COVID because most of our clients are in their home and they're, they have very little exposure to a lot of people from the outside. So yeah. What, yeah. what we've done is we've uh, we have screening that we've put into place and we've provided them with all of the PPE they need. Um, obviously, we've had some challenges with, um, you know, some of the caregivers that aren't able to, um, you know, work in this environment. They might have some kind of a pre-existing condition that kind of exposes them and or gives them a little higher op option to do that. But, um, you know, we've been doing pretty good. I mean, we've we've been working through the whole thing, obviously. Um, you know, and, and taking care of, uh, you know, a lot of people. The only thing that, you know, happened a little bit was, you know, with everybody working from home, there were some family members that were able to actually do some of the caregiving that weren't able to do it before. Oh, and wow. So, wow. But other than that, in a minimal way, um, you know, it's, we, we've really been able to hold our own, you know, part of the, the Jeff is on now I see, but, um, he, um, you know, one of the things he'll talk about is just the whole idea of, of closing the gap in senior care. There are just a lot of gaps. And, oh, you know, wow. one, one specifically is the, you know, finding and holding on to qualified caregivers. And um, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, and right now, you know, that's just become it's always been a challenge. There's definitely a shortage of caregivers in this country. And, the, you know, COVID has definitely um, multiplied that problem, you know, uh, with with basically a lot of those individuals no longer able to, to work in this in this situation. And so, um, you know, it's really made it a, a challenge in that way. But, you know, it, other than that, I think, you know, we're, we're just doing the best we can. We're, we're interviewing and we're hiring on a daily basis and we're still taking clients, um, you know, very, like I said, we, we really only handled a couple of people that had COVID, but we did, you know, provide caregivers that were willing to go in and help and just gave them all the PPE they needed. Oh, wow. Wow. That is really awesome. Um, so, Jeff, expand on this closing the gap mission. Yes. Hey guys, can you, can hear, you hear me? Okay, there you are. We can hear yep. you now, yes. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get to the area. I've got connection, I'm out on the road. I'm on the Natchez Trace Parkway in Mississippi right now. So I've been uh, oh, wow. uh, trying to find a good connection. It's been tough, I, I was riding a little bit trying to see if my signal got stronger. So hopefully I'll, I'm in a spot in a clear area. So hopefully uh, uh, we'll be able to talk a little bit. But um, 
Uh, I think you're asking about close the gap and expanding on that. And, and really, what uh, what Caring's trying to do is really uh, take and look at each one of our communities and and try to understand what gaps each community has in senior care. And it's going to be different in different communities. But as Andy was saying, I think I heard him talking about caregiver shortages. We continue to have caregiver shortages in America. There's really there's shortage of of technology. There's not enough technology that's devoted to helping a senior remain at home and independent in their own house. And mm -hmm. there's really not enough, there's not enough business owners involved in senior care. We we to to care for the aging Americans that are the, the numbers just grow and grow and grow. We're going to need so much more than we have today in every one of those areas. And I'm hoping mm -hmm. that my journey is going to inspire people and really to launch this movement that's a multi-year movement for us to really get people to recognize that there are gaps in every community, but really coming wow. together and identifying those gaps, looking for solutions, and then figuring out ways that they can implement a solution together for those for those gaps. Now tell <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> now tell us about your bike ride up. Did I read right nine thousand miles? Yeah, um today I I think I'm going to be 1,200 miles into a 9,000 mile oh, wow. journey. I'm, I'm visiting all 45 caring senior service locations in mm -hmm. an effort to, one, celebrate 30 years of devoting myself and my company to caring senior service and the senior communities that we serve, but also to launch this movement to really raise awareness and bring attention to the the communities and the gaps that exist in senior care so that more people can get involved and help out so, yeah it's a it's a long way i'll be traveling through 27 different states be on the road wow. for almost four months so when are you going through nashville i'm actually going to be in nashville um on sunday i get there on sunday and we've got an event on Monday morning, I believe. Um, oh, wow. And uh, mm -hmm. so just a couple of days, I'm, I'm, I'm about 140, no, I'm sorry, 240 miles away right now. <laughs> so how many miles a day do you normally go? We do anywhere between 80 and 120 miles a day. Um, you know, uh, it's funny, we just passed a lot of, uh, there were some bikers, uh, bike riders tours on the Snatches Trace Parkway. And uh, they do about 35 to 60 miles a day maximum. So uh, we're doing wow. you know double that distance at least. And wow. it's kind of a bummer because we have to we do have an itinerary. I've got to be at certain locations uh, along the way, so it makes me rush a little bit. But it's still it's uh, it's amazing 20 mile an hour day. So I, I don't mind it too much. So you can enjoy the scenery, but you can't enjoy the area. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, that's exactly right. We just camped out last night at Jeff Busby Park, so got to enjoy uh, you know the outdoors and stuff like that. So the in between stops are are fantastic, and I'm enjoying Mississippi. I'm really looking forward to getting to Music City and enjoying Tennessee, though. Wow. Yeah. So either one of y'all, how did Caring Senior Service get started? Well, I, I started Caring in 1991 in Odessa, Texas. Um, I recognized early on, I, you know, as I've been reflecting on this journey and thinking about what it means to, to me and to our company, uh, I looked back and early on, I recognized there was a gap or, or early in that, that seniors that wanted to remain at home and independent and they didn't have family nearby. It was a struggle, both for the family member who felt guilty because mm -hmm. they couldn't be there and the senior that needed help. 
So I recognized yeah. that I had a talent to be able to I could match caregivers with clients and wow. help mm-hmm. them with that desire to stay at home because Americans want to stay at home. They don't want to go to nursing homes. They don't want to go That's to a right. if they don't have to. And we want to help them with that, with that, that mission. I love that. And, and of course, with the baby boomer generation all getting older, I mean, this is only going to get bigger. Yeah, uh, people don't really grasp the numbers that we're dealing with as, as, as technology, or at least medical technology, as it's advanced, people are staying uh, alive a lot longer than they used to. More people are staying alive a lot longer. You know, the things that, that typically would, uh, would not allow that are no longer uh, as big of a problem. So we've got a, they've called it the silver tsunami as the baby boomers were aging to 65. Oh, wow. That's, that's been, but if you think about those numbers, as you get to our services, average age about 83 years old. So wow. the 83 year old population is gonna is gonna double by 2040, which might sound like mm. a long way off, but mm. it's really not that. But it's not. Out. Yeah. yeah, it's not at all. And that's gonna be. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's gonna be a lot of help. Yeah, we look back on our 18 years of marriage, and it's like it, it just seemed like yesterday we got married. So yeah, it, it happens fast. Yes, it does. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it flies by. Thirty years for me and with this business, and I didn't think it would happen as quick as it did. Well, so Andy, um, how did you get involved? I actually got involved because my my parents, um, you know, at the end of their not the end of their lives, but as they as they were aging, they needed some yeah. they needed assistance. They needed a lot of assistance, and so we had gone, you know, through. A, I saw a lot of really good, passionate accountable caregivers. And I saw some that were kind of just, you know, going through the motions. And mm-hmm. I just kept always thinking that, you know, there must be a better way. And, um, you know, I started yeah. reaching out to different, um, you know, personal assistance companies. And, you know, I kept coming back to Jeff because he was so passionate about the the business and, and so available for me to talk to. He was, you know, one of the only CEOs that I even got to speak with. And I just felt that meant wow. a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's um, he's extremely involved in the in the process. He's always available. Um, and I just I just determined I just decided, you know, this is an area I think that um, I can feel good about helping people and, and giving families mainly peace of mind that somebody is with their parents at a time when they can't be and that they are treating their parents and taking care of their parents as if they're their own. And so that's kind of my story is, is wow. it really has to do with my parents and my love for my parents. And and just wanting to do a little bit better than I think they had at the end of their lives. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you're like really invested in this because you've used the service. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we I was up in Denver at the time and it was prior to my knowing Jeff, but we had a very similar service up there and, and doing exactly what we do. And and like I said, I mean, you know, we do that. We do a lot of things that, um, you know, with with caring senior service that really weren't happening with the companies we were using up in Denver. So now have y'all found that since your your company's been growing that other companies have taken some of y'all's ideas and implemented it for themselves? Yeah, I'll let Jeff ha- answer that one. <laughs> we can't hear you. I know. <laughs> can't hear. Okay, okay. So I, oh, I there you go. Yeah, cars, we can hear. You. I muted as cars went by. So, right. yeah. Ah. What, what we found is that that companies 
do mimic and have copied what we do, but they don't put it all together the way that we do. We call it great care at caring senior service. And it's about, about the way that we deliver our service and the consistency mm-hmm. that we deliver that people really can't match. And it's little things that, that seem simple, but they're hard for companies to do. Things like be able to start service within an hour. Things like every, wow. every wow. single caregiver that meets a client, we introduce them to that client before um, service starts. Mm-hmm. And, and our supervisory schedule, we, because this kind of service is delivered, the caregivers in the home, typically unsupervised during most of our time, but we make routine business oh, wow. to the client's homes to make sure that everything is being done properly and be, they're being cared for in the way that they expect and that we, uh, they meet our standards. I def- wow. definitely love that. So when did all this start, the branch in Nashville get started? Um, you know, our, our Nashville location, I believe opened uh, around 2010, I believe is when we started there. And I yeah. uh, forgive me for not having that exact date. I, I don't have that one on me. Now, is, the, is there a big elderly population in Nashville? Because, of course, you know, you got 1.8 million people in Nashville. Yes, that's so a lot of people. Is a, is yeah. a lot younger, a lot older? I mean, what is the demographics? It's it's right. It's the it's right in there, Jeff. I can answer this one real quick. I mean, yes, we're right in there where Jeff was saying there's a large population of of individuals in the, you know, so in Nashville and the surrounding area that are in our target um, that, you know, anywhere from that 75 to 90 years are really, you know, end of life. And so there's a, a good population. There are, you know, we service everything in the, what we call middle Tennessee. So if we can get, if we can get caregivers, we'll, we'll cover those shifts. And so, um, you know, the majority of our, the majority of our uh, business is really probably within a, you know, 20, 30 mile radius of downtown probably, but mm-hmm. we obviously go out. We do, we have Murfreesboro and Franklin and Brentwood. You know, we have a lot of different areas that we have caregivers in. And as long as we can, you know, provide the caregivers, we'll, we'll go ahead and help that client. What are some of the, and either one can answer this. What are some of the questions that when someone comes to y'all that they usually have? Go ahead, Jeff. And I'll let you take that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So basically what they're looking for, to be honest with you, is they want to know that the caregivers and that are coming into their home have been checked, that we've done, oh, you know, background checks. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have state regulations with our licensing agreement, but we go a step beyond and do a national background check in addition to those individual registry checks that uh, mm-hmm. Tennessee requires. And that's not a common thing. And so it's very much of a safe thing. We want to make sure that those caregivers that are coming into the house have been, you know, vetted thoroughly and trained and, um, you know, communicated with. Um, They also want to know how they're going to be communicated with. And so we have a, um, you know, we have a electronic verification system for the visit. So every client has a tablet in their home that the families can access to see exactly who the caregiver is there when they're there. What wow. they're doing, wow. if they're doing all the things they want to mm-hmm. do, it's also it's also how they check in and check out and 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 you know complete the different uh, tasks associated with their plan of care. And so those are the main things. I mean, it's all about safety. Yeah. It's all about a comfort and giving that family peace of mind. Yeah, because that's so oh, important. That's you know, with with an aging population, and we got aging parents ourselves. We do. You know, you always you want the best 
for the parents and all that. And, and like you said, you know, you hear all these horror stories with nursing homes and all that. So it makes you feel good that, okay, y'all go above and beyond what's the call of duty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we do everything we can to, to make sure that those families and those clients are taken care of and we're available, like Jeff said, you know, within an hour and 24 seven, we have clients that, you know, range anywhere from four to eight hours a day up to 24 seven. And so, um, you know, we're with those folks a lot. In many cases, we're with them a lot more than the families with them. Wow. So and this question's for both of y'all. Um, so either one can answer first. But what drives y'all personally to do this? Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. You know, for, wait for a couple of cars to pass there. Um, <laughs> for, me, for me, it's, uh, you know, one of my... Um, uh, kind of life guiding uh, principles is there's always going to be change and embracing that change and improving with that change. For me, it's the desire to improve things that keeps me uh, motivated and to keep people, sometimes it's making our company better, but that goes into every level of, of what I do. It's, it's helping make the lives of our clients better. And when I started the business, I was only 20 years old when I started my business. And wow. It, I, I wasn't, I didn't have Andy's experience at the time of like having a family member involved and, and at a tw as a 20 year old guy, you know, taking care of seniors was probably the last thing uh, from what I thought I would be doing. I was actually involved in technology. At least I wanted to have a degree in, in computer science, what I was going for. But uh, once I started serving that first client and, and the subsequent subsequent clients that followed after that it really became um i saw what it meant to the people we were serving and the mm -hmm. change in their life and what what we were providing and that kind of gave me a probably that purpose that a young man probably needs and for me it really wow. drove everything mm -hmm. that i do and the fact that that the business continues to grow adding new franchise owners has been fantastic because that means what I started can grow and be so much bigger than I could ever do individually. And, and it's just a, you know, we know every single day when we go to sleep, we've helped thousands of families that day. And there's just no better feeling than that to me that someone could have. And cause that's so, so the desire to keep that happening and to be improving and changing in a positive way is what's really, really drives me. Awesome. Yeah. Your turn, Andy. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I kind of have to go back to, to my folks. You know, they were the they were my mentors. Uh, you know, I, I feel blessed to have two parents as uh, faithful and, 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 and good at parenting as they were. But, you know, one of the things that, that drives me in this is that I think people don't realize as they're aging that when they start giving things up, their quality of life is decreasing. And that means so. And I, and I experienced that with my mother. Um, you know, my mom. You know, she basically, I, you know, I was over there, uh, you know, after about a week and I said, well, are you, why aren't you going to, used to go to church every morning? And she mm -hmm. said, well, I bought someone in the parking lot about a week and a half ago, so I'm not going anymore. And I'm like, yeah. well, mom, mm -hmm. that's not good. And the same thing happens with people that if they slip or fall, they stop doing those things that, that wow. led to them slipping and falling. And, and, and over time, their quality of life decreases so much that they're, they're rarely doing much at all. And so what we can do with caregivers is provide them the assistance so that they can continue to do those things and continue to have a higher quality of life. 
<laughs> I love that. Love so, that. Jeff, tell us, um, you said you got started at 20 years old. Being that it's senior care, um, were you taken seriously back then? And how was that? Yeah, it's a it's that's a funny um, funny you mention it because I, and now that I'm I just turned fifty in December, so I, I look um, back at the what what had to happen when I was twenty to be taken serious. I had to wear a a shirt and tie, um, and I was actually still attending college at the time, and I had deeper back and so, and I would be. Uh, basically on call while I was in college, while I was in class. And at times I would get a, get a call and have to leave. So I would always oh, wow. make sure I dressed, I dressed very, very well. So I looked professional because I knew that families would look at a 20 year old and say, this guy can't take care of my mom. He's only 20. <laughs> um, but I made sure that I, 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 I was professional and I, I, I carried that on through, through my entire career. You know, it was, it was I finally, only about 10 years ago did I start uh, uh, accepting that I could wear a polo to shirt before then it was shirt and tie and suit most of the time. Um, and, and as the, uh, the uh, general workforce has gone to business casual, it took me a long time to get there because I was so used to having to prove myself to people from, a, from wow. a, an early age. So that, that, was, a, that was always a challenge. It's, it's funny you bring that up. I hadn't thought about it in a while. <laughs> but I was good at you. Ain't thought about that in a while. But you know, but when you said twenty, I was like, well, that—that's you know, you don't think twenty and senior citizen, you know. So you know, I was like, oh, yeah. that's—I'd that, love to talk about that a little bit. So, um, really great story. Love that. Um, so let's say that there's some other business people, and then this question could be for both of y'all. So whoever wants to answer first. But as people are getting started in business, and I'm not talking about senior care, but just business in general, yeah, any business. Um, what advice would you give someone who's either just getting started or thinking about getting started on growing a business? I would say surround yourself or get in contact with existing business owners. And it doesn't matter what type of business owner and really talk to them about what they're challenges are, struggles are, don't, don't necessarily seek uh, exactly how to solve a problem, but understand the problems that they have, and then be thinking about how you can solve those problems. And that would include that growth aspect. What did they, what did, what did they struggle with to grow their business? So find successful people, people you know have had successful business, not just any business owner, because there are lots of business owners that struggle every day and never get to where they want to get to. But the ones that have figured out, those are the ones you want to have as mentors. And having mentors is important. And that's part of why we created the franchise system, because I spent my first 10 years without that kind of advice, wow. having to figure everything out myself. And But once we started with the franchise, it was great because so many of us are doing the exact same thing. We're having the same type of struggles. And everybody has a different solution but not every solution is the best solution. But if you go through enough, you find the right solution that fits most scenarios. So I would say, you know, interviewing successful business owners and understanding what challenges they faced and maybe how they overcame those is, is what I would advise them about starting a new business. Yeah, and I would I would second that. I think the research, 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 and you know, not just in the book, but get out and actually meet with individuals 
find, find out, you know, in, in the same industry, other industries, find out what their initial goals were, what were their motivations, what were their expectations? Have we have you met those expectations? What were the hurdles that you had when you didn't that you didn't anticipate? How did you get through those hurdles? What, have you gotten to a point where you wanted to make a decision? Geez, did I do the right thing? Um, you know, ask a lot of very in involved questions and detailed questions so that you get that feedback because any good entrepreneur is going to be more than happy to share that information with you. Um, you know, if I was to get a call or Jeff got a call from somebody that was looking to get into the business, I'd spend as much time as they wanted on the phone explaining to them and answering their questions. So more about just finding those people that you see that are successful, but also find some people that have really struggled and find out, well, what were they doing wrong? What, what was the person that successful have different in, than the person that was struggling? Um, you know, and then who they were, how, you know, like Jeff was saying, how did they choose their mentors and how did they access those mentors on an ongoing basis? It's not good enough just to have it the first time. You got to continue that process and have some level of networking involvement with that group of people. Now, Jeff, um, you know, a lot of people, they think business owners make all this money, they, they're rich and all that. People got a lot of misconceptions. They think that, oh, it comes easy. Mm -hmm. And I always kind of want to talk about the side that people don't really talk about. When you got started outside of your age, you already know that that was your probably starting struggle. What were some struggles that, that you had to get through as a brand new business owner? Um, to get to where you are today. Yeah, you can imagine as a, uh, a 20 year old, what you know, look back at your own life and what you were doing, maybe at 20, 21, 22, 23, many people are in college, many people are having a good time. Many people are just starting careers. And you know, some people are super focused and try to accomplish what they want. Some people kind of let it come as, the, as, it, as it comes. But uh, my struggle was, not having a uh, a real good personal life as far as not having the time to uh, to do a lot of things because I was a, I started a business that was a twenty four seven business you know we've got shifts that start all hours of the day and night and any given time something could happen and I'd have to call be called in to kind of help out either find another caregiver or go deliver service myself and you know dating was really hard for me early on I say that because. <laughs> Because I would, there were many times I would be at the movies uh, with on a date, and next thing I know, I'm getting a call and have to leave in the middle of the movie oh, and wow. go out to a client's house. Uh, those things like, you know, make sure we do a personal introduction meant a lot to me. And, and I would, even though I got a caregiver that could go out, she could meet the client, and I didn't have to be there. I stuck to what I said I was going to do, and I would always meet that caregiver there. So those things were a challenge and a struggle, and that's something that people. Not every business like that. If you if you get to close at five o'clock, that's fantastic. But you know, <laughs> your your any business you own, it's it's you can become profitable and you can become wealthy, but not without putting in the hours um, and, and you know eighty hour plus weeks, many weeks in a row. The first year of any business is that critical time, but the first five years really. I, a lot of people look at the first year and think, oh, if you make it past that, no problem. And it's really but five years. It's yeah. really five years. You've got to you've got to push, and and if you do that, I think you can you can find that you can get there. But it's never any business is never uh, something that's completely without the owner's necessary involvement at some capacity. Now I'm spending four months away because I've spent thirty years 
building a team of people that can help me in accomplishing our goal. But that didn't come overnight. That took a long time to build that to where I could be able to to be on this road for four months to do this this really great journey. Um, yeah. But but so so owning your own business is, but it's it's very rewarding at the same time. You do get to you're the master of your own domain. You get to control those hours. Uh, sometimes, sometimes they control you. (laughs) End of the day, day, it's still your decisions that you get to make. And you can choose to spend a lot of time devoted to your business and make it successful. Or you can choose to spend time uh, that is uh, maybe in pursuit of other activities and then the business probably won't be successful. Um, yeah. Every yeah. every business owner has to choose which path they take, and and I don't think either is necessarily wrong. It's just each person makes their own decision. I love that. Anything to add, Andy, to that? Yeah, I would only add the um, you know I think sometimes what people are doing out there is they're finding somebody they see they see someone who's been very successful at some some type of a job or some type of a business, and they see it they see it after that five years. And they see the person maybe mm-hmm. to them looks like they might be on cruise control. But they're <laughs> not. And, and, and you need to understand that, that you cannot just buy a paycheck. You've got to earn that paycheck. And, and that's a big lesson for, for early entrepreneurs to learn is that it's not easy. I don't care what business you're in. You've got to make money to pay the bills. And that requires a lot of dedication, a lot of hard work and a lot of commitment. Yeah, and when you're doing something unique too, it makes it harder because there's like no path that's already been proven. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like um, we're actually doing our very first charity event at the, in yes. December in um, Nashville, and it's going to be a forty over forty. Mm-hmm. Well, as you and as y'all know, there's forty under forty things, thirty under thirty things, a lot of but nobody cool. hits our generation. It's like, what about the 40s and the 50s and the 60-year-old professionals that are doing great things? Nobody talks about that. So we decided we're gonna we're going to close that gap, as y'all say. Yes. And we're yeah. gonna do a big 40 over 40 um charity event at the end of the year. And and again, I didn't realize how that. much planning has to go into that. Yeah, go ahead. No, I love that. That's a that's a soup, that's an awesome concept. I love that. Yeah. And and I can't look up other people to see yes, how it's done because I ain't seen anybody that's ever done this in the U.S. Right. So, so we're like, we're like, what well, the cool thing about it is if this goes off really good, then we can have maybe eventually have other people do it under our banner. In other cities. Yeah. That's cool. That's great. Yeah. 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 So what would, what is next for y'all as we come to a close? Um, 8,000 yeah. miles for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, so I'm, I'm on, I'm on my way to Nashville this evening, um, to get ready for Jeff's arrival on Sunday. And then we have an event on Monday morning at a place called, at, and interestingly enough, a place called 50 forward. Um, oh, and wow. so, <laughs> yeah, and so it is, um, it, basically, you know, it's, it's a senior center, a, like a rec center, a place for seniors to start and do, you know, come in and, and get some support, but also, you know, be with people in their own in their own age group and that sort of thing. And so um, all the way up to the you know folks that we work with. And so we're going to be there on uh, Monday morning. Jeff does a 
kind of a send off uh, tour. He'll be talking to some um, news outlets and some different people. We have a more of like a little health fair. There'll be some home health companies there and some hospice companies there, rehabs and then us and some other organizations. And so it's just a lot of fun to to see Jeff doing this this thing, wow. this four month, 9,000 mile trek. Wow. And, um, you know, and, you know, the thing that he's he's kind of modest about, he doesn't have a support team following him. He's on his own. And oh, so wow. if, he's, if he's got issues and he's got road, you know, mechanical problems or flat tires, mm -hmm. he's he's out there fending for himself. So, so he's got to wave people down or something if they're driving yeah. by. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so um, anyway, so that, that's kind of where we're headed with this. And then, like Jeff said, this is only the sixth or so stop. And so he's got another 39 stops over the next three and a mm -hmm. half months to uh, to really get this movement going, you know, and. We didn't really get a chance to talk about the grab the bars component of it, but that's there. Well, he can grab, he can talk about that real oh, quick. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. Talk about the grab the okay, bar. I think I'm, I think I'm, uh, am I back on? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. I did cut out for a minute for me there. So yeah, I said, I look for all the pickup trucks I can. And when in case I break down, I, I just throw things in the back of a truck. <laughs> but, uh, one one thing I hope we you know one thing um, really want to make sure we touch on is we are raising raising uh, money for grab bars on this journey. I'm trying to raise a hundred thousand dollars during this four months so we can install grab bars into seniors' homes. That's the this oh, initial wow. yeah. initial ride and launch is foc we're focusing on that. We've got our partners at at uh, VGM Live at Home and Eva Care that are helping us to achieve this by bringing the cost down. So for every $250 we raise, we're able to put two grab bars in the senior's home because oh, wow. as I mentioned, mm -hmm. falls are the leading cause of injury-related death among seniors and 80% of all falls happen in the bathroom. We felt that uh, this was right. an easy way for people to get behind us and get involved in some way as we look to close those gaps that helping us to prevent that fall falls in the home is a good way that people can can help and it's easy for them to participate and get involved just go to grabthebars.com oh and, wow I love um, and and that'll take them right to our website they'll be able to see everything we're doing and from there um they'll be able to either donate they can see my ride like right now if you go to the website you can see where i'm at i'm stopped here on the on the road uh, but you'll see uh, how fast mm -hmm. i'm traveling where i'm going so it's a real fun way for people to be in, huh. involved with us I, I love that. So, Andy, as we close here, tell everybody how they can reach out to your company. Well, yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're like I said, if they want to come out on Monday morning and, and to the event, that would be great. But, uh, you know, we're CaringSeniorService.com and um, we're at the Nashville office there. And so they can always get a hold of us in, in Nashville. We'll be happy to come out and, you know, them and help show, to give them their options on the care they might need for their loved ones. I love that. And, you know, we really enjoyed having y'all on the show. We look forward to this journey. So if you want to come back and tell us more as you do more miles and all that, we would love to have you back. Yeah, yeah, I'll check in. Uh, maybe maybe when I hit uh, two or 3,000 miles, that'd be great. I'll be, be heading west uh, before we know it. I got the east coast, up the east coast, and I'll start heading back west. So, yeah, that'd be fantastic. I love that. Sounds great. Sounds we look yeah. forward to that. And, you know, thank y'all for coming on the Thanks show. So much for we appreciate time. it. And y'all have a great day. Yeah. All right. You Thanks too. Thanks again. We appreciate it. Thanks. Bye-bye.